He is back after an extended vacation. People have been emailing me. Don't worry, Von Palmer is here. Welcome back, Von. Good to be back, Simi. Good to hear your voice. I did listen to you and Rob Shaw while I was traveling, and it sounded great. (laughs) Why were you listening to us while you were traveling? Well, because I'm a BC political junkie, and, uh, you know, like the Eagles song says about uh, BC, uh, you can check out any time you like, but you can never leave. (laughs) So here I am. (laughs) Did you have a good trip? A fantastic trip. Uh, Highlight, uh, and I mean apart from the Eagles Tribute site in Winslow, Arizona, uh, we took four tours guided by Navajo people in the Navajo Nation. And this is through some of the most spectacular landscape on the face of the earth, the Monument Valley, which you've seen in every western but the navajo still live and work in that area and they take you a tour through and they tell you you know their ranching and uh, all of their cultural activities um upper and lower antelope canyon in arizona and i guess the greatest place i've ever been in my life uh, canyon de Chez in arizona which is this incredible canyon that you spend all day going through and the navajo take you to their ranching and their peach farming and all that and uh our guide took us to the little farm where he grew up uh, with his grandmother. And so it, it really was, in terms of history, culture, and spectacular landscapes, just a fantastic holiday. Um, yeah. That yeah, sounds amazing. Great. I'm going to have to get all the details from you. I would love to do something like this. Uh, but we do have to talk some politics this morning <laughs> as well. Uh, while you were gone, apparently we got another party in the legislature. Yeah, you know, I, I, if someone had said to me the day I left that uh, you were going to get a, a, a change in the seat count in the legislature while I was away, two changes, actually, because the New Democrats lost a member as well, I would have gone, no, that's not going to happen. But here we are uh, on Friday. The Legislature uh, Management Committee met and very quickly approved a $200,000-plus budget for the office of the new Uh, recognized fourth party in the legislature, the B.C. Conservatives. They now have two members. They qualify, and their leader, John Rustad, is going to get a $200,000 budget uh, prorated to hire staff, uh, you know, senior chief of staff or communication director or whatever he wants, resources, because his party is now on par with the Greens. Uh, they're the Greens are the third party in the legislature. The Conservatives are now official, and they're the fourth party in the legislature. They'll get access to question period. My guess they're going to be a longtime fixture on the B.C. political scene. Uh, you can expect to see Rustad in the election debate uh, when we get to an election next year. Okay, this doesn't sound like it would be great news for the other parties. Well, it's terrific news for the New Democrats. They... <laughs> Bruce Banman, a member for Abbotsford South, uh, announced, uh, what, last week, Wednesday, Mm -hmm. I think, that uh, he was switching to the Conservatives. And the next day, the government House leader, uh, Ravi Kallon, wrote a letter to the Speaker saying, let's have a meeting and give this guy a salary, right, (laughs) or give the Conservatives a salary. So the New Democrats could hardly wait to get going on this. Uh, They supported it. The Greens can't really oppose it. Uh, They voted for the change, after all. Uh, they have two members, and they get the, their leader, Sonia Furstenau, gets the salary. Or the, it's not a salary; it's a 
I mean, she does get a salary, but this is a, a leader's office budget as well. Right. So they couldn't go for it. And the liberals, uh, the party formerly known as the B.C. Liberals, now B.C. United, they went along with it. I think, Simi, you're right that they're not very happy about it. But on the other hand, all they would have done is draw attention to Rustad and Banman if they'd resisted it. I mean, they're entitled to these resources. They qualify. And so the Liberals, uh, BC United, went along with it as well. Um, the whole thing took less than 10 minutes. Uh, it was just like, okay, fine, here you go, off you go. But uh, no, it's, it's a big political development. The BC Conservatives are, are now a factor in BC politics. And, you know, I see some of the opinion polls while I was away, Simi. Um, they're competitive. In fact, there's one poll out where the BC Conservatives are running ahead of BC United. So uh, this is a huge political development. In Did BC. it surprise you at all? I think the BC Conservatives, you know, looking at it from afar, um, the the factor in all of this that I think is critically important is the emergence, the competitiveness of Pierre Poiliev and the federal Conservatives. I mean, voters, you ask them about Conservatives, they're also tuned in to the surge in support for the federal party. So I do think the provincial party, even though it's a separate party, it's not part of the federal party, is benefiting from name recognition around that. And I thought the liberals were on the wrong track in changing their name. Kevin Falcon said, Simi, that it was going to end confusion in BC politics. I think it's increased confusion. You ask voters who are, after all, busy and have lives and worry about other things, uh, who you're going to vote for in the next provincial election, and you offer them the name BC United, many of them may say, what the hell's that? What's that stand for? And then you say conservatives, and they go, well, hey, you know, the conservatives have been a political factor in Canadian history uh, since Confederation. And the name is well known, and people think what it stands for. So uh, it, it's not surprising that the move Falcon took to end confusion in B.C. politics has increased the confusion, in my view. Now, Vaughn, we should also mention here that the Premier and some members of his cabinet are headed to Ottawa today. Yeah, a two-day visit to Ottawa by the Premier and key ministers. Uh, top of the list, uh, Ottawa needs to do more for housing and get going on, on providing funding for housing, infrastructure for major projects. I think they were going to be talking about bail reform as well, but I see the feds put that change through, so there may not be as much on that. And I don't know if the Premier will be asking for a proper briefing on this horrible clash with India over uh, alleged inter- Indian involvement in uh, an assassination here, but I expect that'll come up as well. So a busy couple of days, uh, EB is taking key ministers with him, and, you know, it's the sort of thing that... Uh, BC could use a lot of help from Ottawa, but I look at the opinion polls, Simi, and I go, Ottawa, <laughs> federal liberals could do some stuff to improve their standing out here in British Columbia because they appear to be in free fall in the opinion polls. So right. and you've BC got a lot is, of mutual interest here. Yeah, yeah, and we talked to Ipsos on Friday about that. I mean, BC is a three-way tie right now, so yeah. they could definitely yeah. use a little help from BC. Uh, yeah. Another story we wanted to talk about this morning, too, Rob Shaw had a great uh, yeah. column about this, uh, about sometimes... When when people from different parties do tend to work together. And this is this is an interesting one. This is Selena Robinson and Eleanor Sturko. 
Yeah, this is a very encouraging story in one respect. Uh, Female politicians have been subject to incredibly appalling threats uh, in public life. It is one of the things when you talk to women about going into public life, they say, I don't need this and I don't need the abuse. So what you have here is two politicians from across the line, across the floor, Cabinet Minister Selena Robinson, New Democrat, and Eleanor Sturko, opposition, BC United, are both getting threats and really awful ones. I won't repeat them on the air. It'll only encourage it. But check out uh, Rob Shaw's story in Business in Vancouver or Katie DeRosa's piece in the Vancouver Sun on Saturday. They both wrote about this. So they decide, they get together, they decide they're going to do something about this. Uh, Robinson is unnerved by the threats. Sterko is unnerved. She's been leaving her wife and children away from public events. And uh, they get somewhere. They start off with the Legislative Security Service. They don't get very far. But Sterko is an RCMP officer, former, right, but on leave. And she goes Together, they go to the police, RCMP, in their ridings, and they keep at it. And they persuade the RCMP to upgrade the investigation on this. And they catch, the police catch, the alleged author of these emails, of which there are dozens. The person is arrested, 32-year-old man, believed to have mental health problems, hasn't been charged, but Simi, the emails have stopped. They got somewhere, and the two of them are now saying, Sterko and Robinson, they're here to help other women in politics who are facing similar challenges and give them advice on how to do it. I suggest, Simi, that our legislature needs to take a really serious look at better protective services, not at the buildings where protective services are terrific, but protective services for MLAs in their constituency offices and just on social media. Because this is not the first time we've heard about this happening. No, this is an extraordinary case. The threats in this case were extraordinary persistent, as many as 15 a day. Uh, The uh, accused, uh, I guess we'll call him that, uh, tried at one point to set up a meeting with Sterko and she, uh, her antennae were tuned and said, no way. But it's affecting the ability of MLAs to do their job. It's affecting the ability of, Robinson said, her own staff were, you know, traumatized in their office when you read these things. And the trouble is, is that, of course, politicians are in public appearances all the time. It took them the longest time to even get a picture of the accused here so that they could alert their staff if the if the guy shows up at a public event that they're attending. No, this is very, very serious, uh, Sammy. The the downside of social media is that it allows the kind of people that, you know, used to heckle in meetings or walk around the legislature buildings with a sandwich board on complaining. It now allows them to magnify their threats constantly, and uh, it's gotten worse. It has gotten worse in the current era, and uh, I again, I don't know the solution, but commend these two MLAs for reaching yes. out across the political divide and for also getting somewhere, for getting the authorities to take this seriously. 
and at least arrest the guy and tell him to lay off and the emails have stopped. Well, then there should also be a bit of an alert or a notice to the sergeant at arms and, and the legislature security to say, we need a better policy on this. Yeah. Now, the sergeant at arms uh, spoke to the son, uh, to Katie DeRosa, and he said, look, uh, uh, we do have comprehensive protection at the legislature buildings. That's true. And we have for years. He said, also, you should be aware these threats are reported to the office of the sergeant at arms and they are escalating so so far this year there have been 600 threats of one kind or another disturbing emails that sort of thing reported to the sergeant at arms office by mlas and their staff so the, the challenge as both sterko and robinson said is You don't know which threats are just BS and people venting and which ones the guy is going to show up at your next public appearance. And it, it takes professionals to separate that out. I don't make light of the challenge, but as I said, the only really encouraging thing in this one is that you had members from across the floor putting aside political divisions and saying we're going to help each other. And you had a former RCMP officer involved who knew how to navigate the system and get the investigation upgraded. Uh, That makes a difference. Vaughn, thank you so much, and welcome back again. Uh, Good to be back, Simi.